The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Media Mash, a roundtable of Cowboys insiders dropping wisdom and offering sizzling takes on the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Let's ride. <laughs> a whole lot of topics to get to with John Mishota of The Athletic, Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com. You got Clarence Hill, the Fort Worth Star Telegram. I'm Newey Scruggs, and let's dive right into my favorite trade that the Cowboys made for receiver Brandon Cooks. I'm not going to mention the name that a whole lot of other people wanted out there, mm-hmm. good player, but Cooks was the guy the Cowboys had, had tried to get out of Houston, didn't uh, do it. They wanted a third. Now you get you, know, you get it for five and a six, and Houston's going to pay $6 million. So it's a $12 million contract for a guy that could take the receiver off the top. John, go. Yeah, I was. I mean, I think it's a great move, don't get me wrong, especially for what they gave up, a, a fifth and sixth. I mean, Mm-hmm. What are you losing there, Bradley and I? I mean, uh, wow. so uh, that, that's one thing. The other part of it, though, Teron Bland. It is, it is funny, as you guys know, being on yeah. uh, being on Twitter, how they make the move. They make the Stephon Gilmore move, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Yes. And people still find ways to be like, oh, yeah. well, can they still go get this guy? Can they oh, still yeah. go get that guy? Can they still make the move with that guy? It's like, have you been following this franchise in, in, in this time of year? I mean, it's basically been very neutral. Like, the car is in neutral this time of year. To be making these moves early on, I don't, I don't care if you think Brandon Cooks is the best receiver in the league or you think he's a Pro Bowl or not. What he can bring to this offense is some juice. I mean, just Brandon Cooks last year on this team, that might have been the difference of them going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so you might not think – the other one about Brandon Cooks I love, too, is people are like, oh, he's already been traded four times. Yeah, and he's had a thousand yard seasons with all four different teams. I mean, and here's everything: he's getting traded because he has value. If he was, if he was just an okay receiver, he's an old receiver. They do this thing called "let you go," you know. So, I mean, the idea that like, I don't know. And he went to back to back Super Bowls and played at a high level on both of those teams. Um, I will say the one thing real quick I wanted to uh, add is it is interesting. His size wise doesn't really match up with what maybe Mike McCarthy's had in the past. Um, you know, outside of Randall Cobb, he's generally had the bigger, like, 6'1", six, 6'2", six, and bigger receivers. But, uh, obviously, he's speedy, so. Yeah, I was going to say speed um, allows coaches and scouts to forgive a couple inches on that height. And and what Brandon Cooks has is speed just pouring out of his, his cup. Uh, and first of all, I, it's finesse by the Cowboys' front office. Patience is, in fact, a virtue sometimes. And there were reports that the Texans back in October were leaning on a third, but they, was, they were asking for it as high as a second. Cowboys said, you know what, we're good on that. We'll take our chances with the public courtship of OBJ. Ultimately, that landed T.Y. Hilton, who was productive, could have been more productive. Um, but you circle back to Brandon Cooks and you get him for a fifth-round pick this year. Year and a sixth round pick next year. That's an absolute steal for a guy who has six 1,000 yard receiving seasons in nine. But even more impressive than that is who he's done it with. We understand he had time with Breeze, he had time with Brady, but more recently he had time with Tyrod Taylor, Davis Mills, and, and just that carousel of bad quarterback play in Houston. And he was still able to produce, and he's being dropped into a Cowboys offense that's not asking him to be the number one guy. And if Michael Gallup can get back to health, then maybe not necessarily the number two. Maybe he's a 2A or a 2B. So point being, you have a 
proven commodity who's younger than OBJ, who is not coming off of a single it torn ACL, let alone two torn ACLs, and it didn't cost you a premium pick. You still have, after the Gilmore pick and after this Cooks pick, you have a pick in every single one of the seven rounds still to be made. Chill. Fantastic. Jump in. I'm trying to decide my Super Bowl ring. I mean, <laughs> trying, trying to see what... Right? Well, you got to get your gas money first. I'm, I need my gas money. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No Super Bowl when you got the gas money. Super Bowl, Super Bowl. No, I, I like the move. I mean, it's the best trade receiver the Cowboys vast since the Royal Williams receiver trade. I mean, goodness gracious. Cowboys know how to trade for those receivers, don't they? But no, no laugh. No, no. I mean, I we, like we the, I like the Amari Cooper trade. To be honest, <laughs> we know where you're going with. This. I like giving up a one for Amari Cooper. <laughs> the people have spoken on your Twitter. The people have spoken, right? They're still mad about but, uh, Cooper. But uh, no, seriously, this 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 was a good deal, and, and like you said, it's a good fit. Yep. You know, it's a good fit for this offense and what they need. You know, just talking. You know, the let's just we can talk about this. Let's kill the Odell Beckham stuff. Mm-hmm. The Cowboys. It was like Jerry Jones was a part of one with the Odell Beckham train. Okay, now he got mentioned and mentioned and mentioned, but as he told us at the combine, he is, they have not directly spoken to Odell Beckham since the end of the season. The only person he talked to was his mama at the NFL Honors, okay? So that's not like, ooh, we're trying to, because they could have signed him any time. They could have had this direct contact. You know, we're trying, how are you doing, whatever, if they were really interested in him. It's like Jerry loves to push that narrative because it keeps the Cowboys on ESPN, on first take, on undisputed, people are talking about almost like. You hey, know, so our, do you think they were? T- he was talking about them when he said, "I don't know where this twenty million is coming from, but I ain't taking four. Because <laughs> when he said that, I, I was like, "Oh, I, I can see where, where that's coming, coming from." from. Yeah. I think that's where he came the, from. The, the problem is that they probably didn't even offer him four. I don't yeah. think they made him an offer. You know, and it, it sounds good because it sounds like the Cowboys like. Were you surprised like, they didn't go to the workout? No, I mean I've talked to people. I, yes, you were because of all the. Interest supposedly by the Cowboys in him, but talking to outside of Jerry, talking about everybody else associated with the Cowboys, the front office, they were they were not on the Odell Beckham bandwagon. They were not on that Odell Beckham train. That was Jerry Jones pushing that train by himself. Most of the people in the building, they kept talking about. You know, we, you know, I talked to Lent, the different people, you know, at the combine and throughout the season. They want a guy who can take the top out of the defense. That's why they were in on Brandon Cooks during the season. You know, it's why they win a guy, a guy like T.Y. Hilton. is why at the end of the season when they talk about the accomplishment, what they were looking for, they were looking for that guy. Same reason why they were never really in on Hopkins. You know, they weren't looking for, you know, listen, love Hopkins, love the type of player he is. He has been, but he's more a possession type receiver. You know, he's not a guy that's take the top off the defense. That's what they wanted. That's what they got. That was the perfect compliment for what they have on this receiving court in this offense, and it's a huge step forward for the Cowboys. So go back to last year, the trade deadline when Cooks wasn't dealt. He mm-hmm. remember those that tweet he put yeah, out. He got mad. He, he stayed away from the team. And, go, and going back to that, it wasn't just a third round pick. The Cowboys was, well, didn't like the eighteen million as well. Also, so, yeah. So also true. So the so the so the part of, in this trade and how they got it, which was why it was great, because the Texans picked up six million to help facilitate the trade. Okay, so, yeah, the Cowboys won in terms of uh, the, the trade value, but they also won in terms of the cost. Absolutely. And, and the player wanted to be here. Yeah. The well, player. I mean, can you imagine going from you go to the Super Bowl with the Patriots. Uh, and you the go, Rams. You go to the Super Bowl with the Rams, and then you go to a team that the in three years you win 11 games. I mean, the that's got to be. Now, I understand why you go there because they're going to give you the most money. And, and at the end of the day, that's what you want. So I get all of that, but that had to be really tough for him to go from winning – 
consistently to yeah. then all of a sudden. Because even before that, you're with the Saints, and they're good every year. So, um, yeah, that's not a surprise. I mean, it's, just, it's fantastic across the board for the Cowboys. And then, like Nui said, you're, you're getting a player who not only wanted to be out of his current situation in Houston, but most certainly wanted to be with the team that just traded to have him. So the guy's coming in extra excited. It's that much more excitement from his standpoint as far as joining the team. And, and I mean, this isn't Davis Mills and this isn't Tyrod Taylor. This is Dak Prescott throwing you the ball. This is Dak Prescott throwing you the ball with CeeDee Lamb taking attention off of you, Michael Gallup taking attention off of you. We'll see what happens with Schultz. But even if not, Ferguson taking attention off of you, Tony Pollard when healthy taking attention off of you. We'll see what they do, you know, at the running back position between now and the draft and going forward. But this another, another is not part, Yeah, another part, important part of this was the, you know, Texans taking $6 million of that. Yeah. Because yeah. they give him yeah, $18 like million, I don't see where they're going to be able to handle that. But there, and there were some people on Twitter saying, well, you know, and which goes back to your initial initial point, John. Yeah, they're never happy. Twitter, <laughs> Twitter ever happy? Uh, well, OBJ would have taken 12. Okay, well, first of all, you're not OBJ's agent. Yeah. Second of all, um, even if OBJ takes 12, if I'm facing the situation where I give 12 to Brandon Cooks or I give 12 to OBJ and this 12 to Brandon Cooks only costs me an additional fifth-round pick, well, fifth pick this year and a flyer next year, I'm going in the direction the Cowboys went. Because, yes, OBJ looks great in his workouts and everything, but he's still over 30 with two torn ACLs, and you don't know what the durability is there. You know what the durability is on Brandon Cooks. You know he's younger, and you know he can still produce at a high level. And, and two things. Odell Beckham wants him most of your deal. Yep. This is essentially a one-year deal. Yep. You yep. know, and, and both of them. The, the thing about and, and what I like about it, I know we're talking about the receiver, but just the moves. These moves are about winning now. Yep. Because the Gilmore is a one-year deal. They're older players. This is about what can we do to win that. We ain't worried about down the line. We ain't worried about we worried about winning. That's what goes back. And you know, I'll go back and. But and the we'll picks talk. also don't hurt you down the line. You no, know, it when don't, you're giving up a second or a third, that can then right, not taking away right, draft. But I'm just talking about the, the commitment to the yeah. player. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's it's about what are we doing to help win now. This team is ready to win now. It's time to win now. This that's essentially a one year deal. It's essentially a one year deal. Which and as we look toward the draft and people talk about, do you take a running back? You can't you can't take a running back the first round because that's gonna be ten years. It's about winning now. If you take if we get back to taking a running back, Bijan Robinson in the first round, it's about winning now. <laughs> It's just finesse all around. And even with the sixth-round pick in 2024, you, depending on how the formula falls and who the Cowboys acquire versus don't acquire in free agency, you might turn around and get a comp for Conor McGovern. That completely just wipes out that six you gave away to Houston anyway. So it's just it's finesse all across the board for the Cowboys. So Cooks is here. Two things, and, and go around the table and start here. Where, where do we see Gallup now in this receiving lineup? And then is Schultz – Done. Is that just a guy they let go? He's a free agent. Now. Well, two things. I mean, I, I mean, Gallup was at best when he was the third receiver in, in the offense, you know. Uh, and I think he, he, it's a situation where you go back to where Gallup is your third receiver, you know. But you, you just want, you know, and, and it's really not about where he fits. It's about getting him healthy. Can we get Gallup back to being healthy in the player he was two years ago? Before all the injuries, just just worry about Gallup. Worry about getting healthy and get back on the field. It's all going to work. And and as far as the tight end position, I mean, it, it's funny how things work, because the reason why everybody was saying well he's gone is because we thought he's going to be priced out. You know, the tight end market's going to be this, and he's going to get too much out there on the market that he can't come back. Well, he's still out there, and the tight end market is down here. It's a situation where you could consider bringing him back. You know, you certainly like the young guys. But it's also just a situation where 
this t- this draft is loaded with tight ends at the top of the first, second, third round. You know, and the Cowboys did a lot of homework on the tight ends at at the, at the combine. You know, certainly, so it's wide open for the Cowboys as far as the tight end position. I certainly see them drafting a tight end. Well, there were two two reasons that I, I figured Dalton Schultz was out in Dallas. One being what what Chill said, and you thought that the market would snatch him up pretty quickly. Um, but now we're we're in the second wave of free agency. He's still out there. Price is coming down. It's just how the business goes. But so that didn't happen. But what still is true is that if I'm the Cowboys, I'm looking at it as, okay, yeah, you could potentially bring Schultz back at a lower price, kind of some veteran stability there. Or you could go with the less expensive but probably more explosive Jake Ferguson or that combination Jake Ferguson-Peyton Hendershot and then circle back in the draft and really double down on getting a, a big-name guy. It, it might be someone like a Darnell Washington who's more of a blocker but can be explosive at times down the field. Or you go to Shoemaker, Michigan. I mean, there are players out there that the Cowboys have formally met with that we talked to at the Combine that says, hey, Dallas is interested in me. So for me, I think it's time to go young there. You have your fourth round, pick, your former fourth-round pick in Jake Ferguson. You saw what you did in developing Dalton Schultz as a fourth-round pick into a starter in this league. I think from the Cowboys' standpoint, that price point for Dalton Schultz would have to be so low um, to bring him back that you just can't refuse it. We're just like, okay, well, eh, no harm, no foul. Sure, come on back. But even then, are we talking progress stopper at that point? Yeah, I I also find it interesting how much we've talked on this show about, yeah, it's going to be tough to bring back Schultz. It's going to be tough to keep Dan Quinn. Uh, Cooper Rush, after he goes four and one, (laughs) it's going to be tough to bring him back. And that's not obviously just us, but that's – you know, that, yeah. that was very well talked about, especially early in the season. So it is interesting how this stuff works out. Tight end class absolutely factors in with this, no question about it. With the Gallup thing, though, I just think he's going to – I think he'll be fine. I think he probably put up a lot of pressure on himself that he needed yeah. to be better than he was yeah. last year because – and, I mean, we're not seeing all of practice, but you heard that he was doing things in practice that made you think that he was starting to look a little bit more and a little bit more like the old Michael Gallup. But that doesn't mean that that's going to necessarily happen. On some, now, there's also some stuff that I've heard happen in practice that maybe were setbacks, too, that maybe got him a little scared and, and, and things like that. So the further he gets away from that injury, the other thing is with him is like, <clears throat> for example, I was looking at, because I think defensive tackle is, is, is a need for this team. I was looking Huge at that Brian, Yeah, I was looking at that Brian Brissy from Clemson. And it's like, when you look at a guy like that, there's like multiple injuries to where you're just like, man, you just never know that. Michael Gallup does not have an injury history like that, where it's just, well, it's this knee and it was this ankle and it's been this. Like, this is the first major injury he's had. I think he's going to be fine, especially because it's not like he has to produce like a number two. And if he does, great. If he doesn't, you have Brandon Cooks now. Two, two things. I always caution this stuff about what they say in practice because I remember how great Ben DiNucci looked in practice. He was slinging that thing, slinging that thing. Like, they don't hold um, me I will to, say this. I will say this. Let me just let me just add one little jur- journalism. <laughs> let me add one little journalism tweak on that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> there is a difference between someone telling you something right. when you don't ask about it, right. and someone telling you something when you go up to him or go to your locker and go, "Hey, Amari." Danucci's starting this week. Yeah. How do you think he'll do? Like he's going to yeah. be like, Two different things. real nervous. Don't really like it. Yeah. Got real wild out in practice. Throws the ball to the other team a lot. Like, you're, I mean, there's a difference. You know? I know. That's what I'm saying. Just, I, I know. Just, you know, I got to get that out <laughs> there. And, and Darnell Washington, that dude is a freak. That, that Georgia. Yes, he is. A tight end. Four oh, six forty. Yes, he I've is. seen that. That boy. Nah. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Big old boy. And, and the thing that he brings is also, which the Cowboys haven't had the position, mm-hmm. he can block. 
and not only can he block, he he's a bulldozer. Yeah, so, bro, so he he's a bulldozer. He's yes. a bulldozer. If that I've can at a time or two, <laughs> that can get down the field and make those those was high some, point catches. There was some of them boys on that Georgia team. He's like, you're 21, <laughs> 20. You know, like, you're, you're, you're a student. I mean, in the biggest said they had dudes that are bigger than the Cowboys. Man, that tight end hey, room, man. When like, Alabama's been rolling, I always think of Ashawn Robinson. <laughs> you see that guy walk out of the tunnel. You're just like, excuse me. Yeah. Where Again, we... speaking of Ashawn, I'm gonna jump in. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. I would be in on him right now <laughs> for sure. The uh, he visited the Jazz today. The the. Uh, Time when Alabama had come and played that college football game, uh, college playoff game at uh, uh, the Cotton Bowl, and I saw Derrick Henry up close. Oh yeah, mm. that was it. Was just, yeah, that he's you running the ball. Yeah. I mean, it was just ridiculous. Yeah. So, so yeah, your boys like that. Yeah. It was like you look really. So yeah. yes, um, sad boy. Yeah. Let's take a break here. You got a one-on-one conversation with Stephon Gilmore. Let's dive into that. And I talked to a coach on the way here today. Specifically for this show about Bijan Robinson. And I'll uh, tell you what this particular coach had to say who's coached against and with Bijan Robinson. Right here Sound on like the Media Mash. Sound like it was bad to me. Gosh, I hate you. DallasCowboy.com. <laughs> <laughs> Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling. United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Newey Scruggs here, Media Mash. Got Patrick Walker of DallasCowboys.com. We got John Mashota of The Athletic and Clarence Hill of the Star Telegram here joining us on the show. Um, well, dog team, you just ruined my tease. <laughs> you know, just, just, I mean, just pulled all right, the right, curtains right, back. right, right, man. I mean, just, just don't. nobody know who that is. 
No, he don't national name. You could have just, just been quiet. You know what I'm talking about? happen when he doesn't get his gas money? He just gets unruly. Who am I talking about, Machado? Who am I talking about? I'm not. I'm going to let him finish yeah. his story. Yeah. I'll, te- I'll te- future, future Hall of Fame college I'll, football coach Gary Pat. I'll text you. Who spent last season <laughs> as a consultant <laughs> with the Longhorns on that team? They went to the Alamo Bowl, and uh, also was the head coach of TCU for 20 years. I asked him about Bijan Robinson, the running back, and he said he can catch. He said, he said, go back to the Baylor game, check out the post that he caught there. He's like, he can really catch. He said he's a really, really good person. He's a, he's a good person. They're, whoever gets him in their community is really going to enjoy having B. John Robinson there. And he said, New he can run the ball. He's like, you know, he, he could take he could take what maybe a loss and just, you know, go ahead and, and, and you know, make positive yards. I said, give me a give me a guy that you've either covered that you, you know, as a coach you, you coached against I or, love or you played with, you know, give me a guy. He said LT. He said, mm. may not be fair mm. to him, but he said, that mm. kind of difference-making guy. He talked about, you know, he's a difference-maker. That You bring in a guy like that, he's like, you know what? I don't have to have a whole lot of other folks around because he's going to go ahead and make up things. Now, I hear the people out there who say you don't take a running back in the first round, but I also think these are the same people who moaned and groaned when Micah Parsons was taken because they're like, oh, you don't take a linebacker that high. But then what would you find out? Micah, Micah's a weapon. And weapons make up for a lot of stuff. And from talking to people like Gary Patterson, defensive guy, he says, B. John Robinson, weapon you could do a lot of things with. So, John, your thoughts on B. John Robinson and the Cowboys that have the 26th overall pick in the draft? I mean, if he's there, he makes a ton of sense, you know? That's the thing. Like we were saying before the break, like defensive tackle, major need. Like you shouldn't reach for a defensive tackle if they're not worthy of that spot. Because that's your biggest need. Go get Bijan Robinson then. He, if he can make that type of an impact immediately, which he should be able to, that's the one thing about running back. If you're a really good running back, you usually, if you're a really good high school running back, you usually can play as a true freshman. If you're a really good college running back, you usually can make an impact pretty pretty quickly. It's not like they're going to have to sit there and like slowly bring him along. And uh, to add him to what this offense is, has added this offseason, and obviously moving on from Ezekiel Elliott, yeah, Bijan Robinson's there. I think that would be a great pick. Right before I get to Patrick here, uh, Gary Patterson also told me that uh, Bijan is very good at pass pro because he's smart. The what, well, one thing I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Three years from now, if he wants to hold out and go to Cabo, let him hold out and go to Cabo, though. I will say that. Rules change. The rules, I'm just saying. The, ru- the rules change. So, yeah. so you Holding can't out do that. not a thing. Ru- ru- yeah, rules Holding change. Holding out not a thing. All right, yeah. well. Rules change. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, we're not going to honor it even if you can. <laughs> well, mine, mine is short and sweet because he's not going to be there. At 26. Um, I have him going in the top 10, and if he falls out of the top 15, my jaw will hit the floor and roll onto the front porch. Um, but if he's there, now now that you have addressed CB2 in trading for Gilmore, now that you've addressed WR2 in adding Brandon Cooks, now I'm fine with taking B. John Robinson at 26 if he were to be there. Prior to those things, I, I would – I love the the subscription of teams when it comes to BPA balancing with need. I don't want you to go full need because I think you're going to handicap yourself. But I think that if you go full BPA, you'll have a bunch of talent with no real function to it. right? So I feel like there needs to be a balance there, and Will McClay operates that way as well, which pleases me greatly. But now that you have addressed those two of the bigger needs going into the draft, now you don't need necessarily – to address them in the draft with premium picks. So if Bijan is there at 26, now I'm fine with it. Prior to those two trades, though, I would not have been. But, again, he's not making it out of the top 15. Longhorn alum? 
I mean, it's a no-brainer. I mean, if he's there. I mean, and, and, and that's the thing is, I don't think he'll be there. He doesn't think he'll be there. Yeah, most no, people don't think he'll be You know, most people have the top five talent. Some people have the top three talent overall in the entire draft. And if you have a top three talent, top five talent in the draft – who's at 26, it should be a no-brainer. It just kills me. And I'm just talking about philosophically that these people are out there saying, you know, you, know, you can't take a running back in the first round because of the devaluation of the running back position because he's not going to be a 10-year player. As John said, it's not about, as I said earlier, it's about winning now. And okay. if you get a special player, I think he'll be a better pro than he was in college, kind of like Micah, because I don't, I don't think we, we saw everything he could do, especially in the passing game in college. Like, there's this thought, thought process, you don't take an off-the-ball linebacker that high. You know, well, if people redraft now, Micah Parsons is not going to be there when the Cowboys pick. He's going to be much higher because people two, don't – Two teams in the division will you, not pass you, on you, you, you know, you talk <laughs> about that. You know, he's a special player, special talent. You don't pass on that. He, he's that type of player, that type of talent. But, again, whether it's Robinson, they need to address the running back position. I think they'll address the running back position in the first three rounds, if not round one. But, yeah, there, there's no no-brainer on B. John Robinson if he's there. Now that Ezekiel Elliott's gone, th- there's a – Twitter media debate that, you know what, Jalen Ramsey should have been the guy the whole time. And there's a whole lot of people now who claim they were Jalen Ramsey people. I don't even think he had an interception his last year at Florida State. It wasn't that he wasn't good, but just, you know, people weren't throwing at him. So I look at Ezekiel Elliott's career, I think he had a good career here. Very. I love Jalen Ramsey, but I, I don't have any issue with the pick. I wouldn't have had an issue with Jalen Ramsey being the pick. I get that. But also, again, I'm a huge Jalen Ramsey fan. Um, but also, do you know that he's still here, th- you know, into a second contract? Yeah, he likes to move around a lot, too. You know, well, so well, the bigger thing is this. The Cowboys are not 13-3 and three in 2016 yeah. if Jalen Ramsey's here. Huh. No. They're not 13-3. Zeke was so much important to that offense. Dax development, well, the rookie quarterback, all, all of those stuff. They're not thirteen and three. We're well, talking you know about what, the, but you do know what people, what he's talking about, though. Oh, I know what people are talking but about. But it's not, it's not. Oh, we take Jalen Ramsey, and it's nothing else. It's because the cards have been laid out. So you go, oh, we're taking. J- they should have taken Jalen Ramsey there, and then with your second pick, you take Derrick Henry. Right. That's what people argue. And so if you're taking Derrick Henry, there's. Bill probably win 13 games that year. If you take Derrick Henry, but we don't yeah. know that they're taking We don't, Derrick. we don't, but I'm saying right. that's not. He brought up what, he's brought up what they said on Twitter. I'm just saying that's what Derrick people Kimmer's say. You've seen there. that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We don't, and, and, we don't and, know if Derrick Henry's going to be my, my, Yeah, my receipts are out there pre-draft for 2016. I was the big, I mean, Jalen Ramsey was my pet cat that particular year. I was standing on the table, go get this guy, go get this guy, go get this guy. They went and got Zeke. Okay, let's see what Zeke can do. Here we are seven years later, and Zeke is third all-time rushing in the franchise and probably eventually going to be in the ring of honor. And and to John's point, which is an excellent point, you've seen what happens when Jalen Ramsey doesn't like how contract yeah. negotiations will go. Well, let me tell you something about negotiating contracts with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, they don't always go as well as you would like. You know, there's a lot of pull and give and not a lot of give, a lot of pull. Um, so how do you know that Jalen Ramsey doesn't pull – with the Cowboys, that what he pulled with Jacksonville to get out of Jacksonville to land in L.A. in the first place. So do you only have Jalen Ramsey for his rookie contract and then he's out? And then at that point, it's have you done anything, you know, substantive in that rookie contract? I think that Ezekiel Elliott was much more meaningful for this franchise than Jalen Ramsey would have so, been. And right. this is coming from well, someone well, who would wanted Jalen Ramsey on the team. On, on the contract thing, though, I think that if Jalen Ramsey is here and he's who he was – they would have took care of Jared Ramsey like they took care of Zeke and Dak. 
you know, you know, Jerry's gonna take care of his premium guys, our pro guys. You know, it may be some other people that don't get taken How's care Byron of. How does Byron Jones feel about that coming? He's not in the same class. He's definitely well, I'm not saying positional he, wise though. He's definitely not in the same class. At, at the time that Jalen Ramsey's contract would have Byron come, Jones has never been in the same. Never been close. Here's what I'm saying though, positionally speaking. At the time the contract would have come due, or at the time for the second contract to be negotiated, this is pre-McCarthy, this mm-hmm. is pre-Dan Quinn, okay? Positional value was lacking at safety, was lacking at cornerback, okay? Positional value was high at quarterback, high at running back. So it's easier for those two, and, and I say easy loosely because it still took a Cabo trip for Zeke to get mm-hmm. what he got. But from a cornerback position, pre-McCarthy, pre-Quinn, and we'll see how it works out with Trevon Diggs, the Cowboys haven't necessarily been all in on throwing a bag at cornerback. I, not cornerback, but the thing about Jerry is not Position is the player. It's about a special player. I picked him fourth overall. He became a Pro Bowl player. I love him. Oh, see, I don't even. I'm taking uh, care of him. I even. I don't know about all that. Even with I, now, that's a big part of it. But if the first part is what's right, the special player. Yeah. If he thought Byron Jones was real yeah, special yeah, like that, but that was like you just put him over on an island. He shuts down every single player. Oh, yeah, but he's he, the best corner in the league. Uh, then yeah, they're not. Le- they were. I feel the same way. Seriously, now I'm glad that you bring this up because I feel the exact same way. Byron was about, shut down. Just not uh, not a takeaway machine, but he was shut down. No, he was not uh, shut down. I feel don't the same. Don't make me pull numbers. You can pull I feel the same way like, about Byron Jones see, as I feel as I, I, as I feel about numbers. Dalton Schultz. They're good players. You'd love to keep them on the team. You know, I got but you're not going to pay yeah, big you know, money for them. Teams did not. Not throw the ball on Byron Jones. You can put numbers yeah, like you did. want to. No, they did they not. They did throw away they, from him. No, they threw it. Cheeto. They didn't throw away from him. <laughs> they they Cheeto. They there. didn't throw it away from him because they, they were scared did. of Cheeto. Brandon Knight catching strays because you're scared they're gonna make a play on you. You do realize there's catch, more than one. He was not play. catching nothing. Okay, let's show me the pick. Didn't I just say show that? me the pick? That's a huge part of it. He's making up. You throw it away from me, John. I'm going to turn John. What did I literally just say? He did say that he didn't. I literally just said he doesn't take the ball. He's not shut down. That's, that's why nobody's That's the only going, way you define shut yes, down? Yes. Anybody then we ain't got nothing to talk anybody about. Anybody scared of him? He wasn't anybody an scared of him? He was not an elite corner. Well, he wasn't no he was elite. Player. Wasn't nobody really scared of player. him? I don't what, would have, I, what would have made Byron Jones elite is if he would have been able to combine the takeaways with his ability to come. Yeah, if that's the case, then he's still a Dallas Cowboy. Well, he has an injury. That, that's all I'm saying. But, been still I'm not going to sit and argue that he didn't take the ball away well, when I just said that he wouldn't take so, the ball that's away. That's nobody's scared of him, though. When I think of shutdown corner, I'm thinking about somebody oh, who's not throwing disrespect to, to Byron. I'm with him. It's not facts. It's facts. It's facts. It's facts. I agree with Patrick that if he had the interception, numbers but, but I did. also but I also gotta say though I also gotta say though there is a there's a little bit of truth to what Joe was saying like nobody was like sitting there like oh geez just don't throw it near 31 like yeah he might knock it away or something like that but I don't think quarterbacks were <laughs> really genuinely scared of they throwing it I didn't say Jones. there was terror I'm saying that there Jaylen is terror there is terror to throw at Jalen Ramsey I there mean, is terror still? Yeah, we're Still? talking about we're talking about then yeah, maybe we're talking about his now, arc but when he was at that point and what he hey, would have been J- Jalen Ramsey what right a, now compared to Byron Jones what about scared of no damn you've never Heard me. I rewind this tape. Let's, let's, I did not say Byron Jones was equal. Let's take a break. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm just making sure. <laughs> yeah. John's hearing what I'm saying. Clarence is just <laughs> Patrick, Patrick did have an interview with Stephon Gilmore. Yeah, speaking of cornerbacks. Let's talk about the now. Speaking of cornerbacks. Let's talk about the now. Right here on the play of on DallasCowboys.com. <laughs> the season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. 
with John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Back to Media Mash. Media Mash, where you come to get the inside information from <laughs> Clarence Hill, the Star Telegram, Patrick Walker, DallasCowboys.com, John Michaud, the Athletic. I'm merely Newey Scruggs, uh, just a part of this. Happy to go along for the ride. Mr. Walker, mm. DallasCowboys.com. We can go and check out your interview with uh, Stephon Gilmore. Nobody mm. else has had the opportunity yet to, to really sit down one-on-one. The, the, the audio call, but you got to get face-to-face. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, break it down. Well, what I loved more than anything about Stephon Gilmore is the fact that he's not only ready to mentor some of these younger guys like Deron Bland and, and Trevon Diggs and, and and get these guys to understand what it takes to get to the next level, that Super Bowl level. He's also willing to come in and be open and learn. He said he's willing to learn from Trevon Diggs because he understands, and the humility is there. He understands that while he's an accomplished guy, he still has more he wants to accomplish, and he doesn't know everything. And you have to love a person like that. Um, But also the fact that he says he's been a Cowboys fan all his life, and I know you can take that with a grain of salt because a lot of players have been Cowboys fans all their life. But to the point where he actually sent his uncle a text and his family a text and said, hey, I got a big surprise for you. That goes back to similar to what Brandon Cooks was saying as far as Brandon Cooks wanting to be here in Dallas. This is a guy in Stephon Gilmore who actually wants to be here in Dallas, and now you're dropping him into a defense that has re-secured Donovan Wilson, which we talked about on the previous media match. That was my guy, Nui. I said, that was my guy. You had to get in, in free agency. That was my guy. They went and got him. So you still got your three-headed monster at safety. You got Stephon Gilmore, Diggs, De'Ron Bland, Jordan Lewis coming back from injury. Uh, I mean, Diggs is excited. 
He wants to be here. He's ready to get the work. The humility is there. The mentorship is ready to be unleashed. Gilmore. Yeah, Gilmore, I mean. Um, and I even kind of jokingly asked him if there would be a takeaway competition between him and Diggs and Bland because those are the guys who love to take away the ball. And he was like, yeah, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Friendly competition, getting it done. So for a team that uh, it does so well in takeaways, got another guy here to kind of push that envelope. There you go. All right, Chota. Um I just don't know how many times you're going to do shows like this and no one's going to slip up and call him Stefan Diggs. Oh. You, but having Trayvon Diggs, Stefan Gilmore, like there's been multiple times I've been writing it. I'm like, wait a second, hold on. It's already bad enough with Tyron Smith and Tyler Smith. Like, Well, just, people wanted Stefan Diggs. They I'm, got it in a roundabout way. I mean. <laughs> Stefan and Diggs in the secondary. That's what I'm saying. You got it in a roundabout you know, way. Just, let's let's, let's be honest now. Where does this put the Cowboys second? Let's put their, their cornerback crew over Miami. Yeah. Mm. yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I, no. Because I'm thinking of it in this way. <laughs> no, what you talking about? Yeah. Come on. Come oh, on. Miami? Stop it. I'm, and then, see, wait, I'm I, swaying. Hold on. And hold on. Hold on. Let me marinate. I mean, Gilmore still is, give, give me, is give, 31. Give me Miami's. Give me Miami's. Okay. He, Thank he, you. You know, but, it, but I mean, but it but puts him but, but yeah. yeah. up there. Yeah, and and, 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 and you add in, in the safety group that they have. And let's put the secondary. What is the Okay, now we're talking. What is the secondary, excuse me, as a whole, you know, put these Cowboys. I'd say as good as any in the league, and, yeah. and that's a good start for I sure. think that's what – when you say – I'm thinking secondary. So, yeah, secondary as a whole it, with Gilmore in it, it's just – it's nasty. And if, Philly or Dallas right now? Secondary. Philly. I'm not Philly, uh, Dallas, because Philly is bleeding. I mean, they got – they retained Bradbury. They were able to keep Slay, but you lose Gardner Johnson, led the league in interceptions. That safety unit took a massive step back. Cowboys are taking steps forward. Yeah, still have the draft, and, and, and still have, well, that's fair. But as we have this conversation, yes. Philly took a huge step back. Cowboys are taking huge steps forward. Yeah. I'm just thinking about how I'm so pleased that they've made these moves selfishly for <laughs> it's us. The smile because of the fact of <laughs> I was tired of covering this team being in neutral this time of year, and I was thinking, are they really going to run it back with mostly this exact same team? Yeah. How much are fans going to care about this team? You got the hopium, right? How much are the fans going to care about this team? Got the hopium, right? Yeah, and, and and going into training camp, going into the season, you had these moves, and like you said earlier, it's about winning right now. The Eagles are losing guys like you thought. They lost their offensive offensive and defensive coordinator. That is clearly the team. Eh, I guess it's them in San Francisco, and you put yourself right in the mix with them again, and then obviously you just now, look see, at San that. Francisco's a different story. They got better. Yeah, they and, definitely got and then, But then you also look at just the landscape of the most important position at quarterback across the NFC. Like, I mean, the Cowboys, they should be right back in the mix again where they've been the last two and, years. And they've been in the mix. But but the good news, and I think I was saying that on the break before, you know, but uh, unlike past years when they set out the first week of free agency and, and, and were worse, I can honestly say the first time in a long time the Cowboys got better in March. Oh, you're, are you trying to say you're happy? I'm not. I'm, it's not a happier. Hey, sad. when is the last time fact. that you would say that? I was thinking about I mean, the same day. When's the last time you would say that? I don't that? know because it. I'm, was I'm Brandon Carr? What year was Brandon Carr? That was 2012. 2012. So they did Brandon Carr, and then they traded up for Morris Claiborne. Right. Now it didn't. Whatever. But at least in that yeah. moment they when those things moves. were going on, you were like, yeah. Oh, that's and, and kind the thing, of like I said, I, you know, they got better in March. You know, and so I don't know if hell's going to freeze over. They're going to have a Super Bowl <laughs> at eight in Arlington or whatever else. But the, the Cowboys are doing things differently. They're, they've moved differently. They're trying again. These are examples of trying to win. Now you go back to the end of the season. They made moves with the coaching staff and and Mike McCarthy took over play calling and and you know the you know they. 
were able to keep Dan Quinn and and they had a plan and 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 you like how they went about their plan to so, change the offense, change the team, keep the coaches, keep the guys that he wanted in free agency, Donovan Wilson, Lady mm-hmm. Van Der Esch, and making these moves. So trades. So, so, so I'm, I'm just just listening to the three of you. Let me just throw this out here. Right now. Bobby Wagner. No. No. Where do you rank the Cowboys? In the NFC? Uh, probably third. I, I, I probably I, I probably in San Francisco and, and Philadelphia. But with that being said, there's just a part of me, and maybe I overrate quarterback, but there's just a part of me when I look at the AFC and I think of if you had to go, as I rank it, it's just a lot easier than if it was the AFC where it's like, man, they got Mahomes and Burrow and Herbert and Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's just, this I'm is the about- NFC, but I mean, it is so important. That is a key part of this. If one of those teams, one of those two teams, had one of those quarterbacks, I'd be like, man, I don't know. There's a big gap there. When I have the Cowboys three, I don't have it as this major okay. gap between You got them top three. Wait. I got them at number two. Like I said, Philly took a step back. Cowboys okay. took a step forward. I, I got them number three. You know, I think, but I do think that the 49ers took a huge step forward. Yeah, that's my you number know, one. They're, they're, I got 49ers. And, and I think the, the gap, right now. you know, with them, they they, they got better. They, that team is scary. And I, I I know one thing, if if they decide to go all in on Lamar Jackson to go with what they already got, I know they're not going to do it. But, yeah. okay. I mean, we love Brock Purdy, but put Lamar Jackson with that running game and that yeah, team. Yeah, that, that's unfair. <laughs> one, one other thing I just want to add, though, quickly. On, on the Gil- that's not fair. On the Gilmore and, and Cook's moves, I mean, they're both guys that have played in huge Four games. Gil- Gilmore last year is is playing in for a Colts team that's only winning less than a handful of games, and he, and he still was – Probably their best defensive player. He was making he was making moves. He's shown up in big moments. That's what it's going to come down to for this Cowboys team is winning in the playoffs, possibly having to win in Philly, having to win in San Francisco. You added two players that you feel confident with them on the field that they can make big plays in those moments. Who played in the Super Bowl as teammates, right. and uh, Gilmore ended up winning another Super Bowl while Cooks was on the other side uh, the, the next year. So, all right, guys, fun as always, man. Always. I, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Clarence Hill, Star Telegram, Dog Team, appreciate you. <laughs> Mr. Walker, <laughs> DallasCowboys.com. John Machado, read him over at TheAthletic.com. I'm Dewey Scruggs. Team B. John. Um, do we want to do this next Monday? Team great players. Team Darnell. I'll do, do it every Monday. Do you want to do it? We can do it next Monday. No, 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 no. Here we go. Here we go. We'll be in Phoenix. Owners meeting. Okay. Then what was that hand movement? Yeah, that, I don't know. that first down. Yeah, thing. Was, was, going? That wasn't even first down. Was like I don't know first, what that okay, was. Okay, so so in two weeks. <laughs> fifth check down. Your <laughs> two weeks, two weeks, check, check your schedule. John, that was fifth down. I guess. <laughs> yes, yes. Missouri, um, Chris Beam, Big Will, Nebraska. Jazz, everybody making it happen. We appreciate you here. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?